Hi, Laura. Hi, Naked News. I never have hot naked women interviewing me. So I don't believe that. It's, very, it's true. Thank you so much for being on the show. Clearly, it's my pleasure, Laura. <laughs> nice to see you. From the Naked News studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. That was a great introduction. Thank you very much. I'm very good at my job. <laughs> you are, aren't you? Welcome to Talk Naked, everyone. We've got a real treat for you today. Let's get right into it. Pop culture remains one of our greatest resources for fantasy building, and nothing supplies that stimulation quite like a gorgeous woman writhing around on your TV screen. Rock and roll video vixen Bobby Brown became a sex symbol the moment the music video for Warren's Cherry Pie hit MTV in 1990. She's my- Every fantasy has a reality. The glory days of the sunset strip and hair metal sleaze are a time and place that I love to daydream about. So getting a taste of the fabulous filth of the era was a priority for me. But Bobby's transition into reality TV, stand-up comedy, and autobiographical endeavors take the spotlight in this interview. So as you're listening to this one, folks, remember, I did this talk naked. Welcome to the Schmooze, everybody. Laura Desiree here today in Los Angeles, California, where I have the grand pleasure of sitting with video vixen, author, podcaster, reality TV star, and stand-up comedian, Bobby Brown. Hi. Thank you so much for making time for me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, hello. And <laughs> let's, let's just get right to the very beginning of it. Now, I would say 1990, something very important happened in your career. Yeah. A certain music video. Yeah. A certain famous music video that I'm sure a lot of our viewers are familiar with. Yeah. Warrant's Cherry Pie. How did this come together? Um, he saw me on Star Search and hit up my agent and said we would love her for the video. Yeah. And I didn't go to the interview. <laughs> I was hungover. And they called back and went, like, she's a no-show. Can she please come? So I met them at, like, Jerry's Deli, walked yeah. in, and they were like, you have the part. And ate food off of his plate, and that was it. So you were a model at the time yeah. then? So you, you already knew that you were gunning for positions like this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and the rock and roll world. Uh, what was your experience with it before that video? Um, I had already done a couple of videos. Okay. I did like the cover of Great White yep. and did their videos and stuff. Um, it was such a scene back then because MTV was so huge, right? right. Um, so it was, you know, destined, I guess. You know? What did it feel like to be sexualized at that age? Um, I didn't even, it, it didn't even dawn on me that that was really what was happening until the Cherry Pie video. And right. then I guess your home, your homeland was very against it because... Canada? Uh, yeah, they wouldn't even air it. <laughs> oh my God. Because they were like, it was too sexist. And and um, so it became a thing, but then that was when I realized sex sells, always will, yeah. always gonna, yeah. you know, so um, huge hit. Yeah. No, number one video for like a year. No kidding. Yeah. Certainly iconic. Like yeah. truly. Is there a way to summarize your experience uh, in rock and roll after that video and after, you know, some of those big moments? Um, my experience. Well, it became my life yes. because I married yep. Janie and had a baby and did that whole touring and rocker wife thing. Um, and then was engaged to Tommy, as you know. 
know. Um, it it had a, had its good moments and it's bad, yeah. obviously. Um, would I tell somebody to go marry a rock star? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Is absolutely so? not. Yeah. You know how many dreams you're squashing out there? I think every girl wants to marry a rock star at some point in her life. I'm sorry. If you have um, better hopes for your life, don't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, I mean, literally co- competing with that guy who needs constant adoration, yeah. uh, attention, um, literally gets into that industry for that reason probably, right. I don't know. I mean, besides the fact that they may be talented, who knows? Um, it's very uh, trying. <laughs> Draining? A, a, lot, a lot to deal with, exhausting, yeah. constantly competing. Yeah. I mean, women are throwing pussy at them 24-7. Left, right, and center. Whether they're a good man or not. I yeah. mean, I might have even, you know what I mean? Somebody's constantly throwing that shit in your direction. You're like, what do I do? Will she find out? I'm pretty sure it's hard to say no. How would you say you survived that? I think that would crush a lot of women in the long run. Yeah, it's very hard. I mean, um, you can be as strong as, you know, any other woman or anybody can be, and it's still very hurtful. Yeah. You know, because you think, I'm special. That's not going to happen to me. No. Wow. It's, it's, you know, doesn't, I mean, behind every hot woman is a guy sick of fucking her. I mean, there you go. Uh, Ain't that the unfortunate truth sometimes in the world? I, yeah. Wow. But this is, this is, this incredible life that you led is what brought you to writing an incredible book, Dirty Rocker Boys. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that and how it was received? Yes. Um, it was very well, well received. Mm-hmm. It's best selling. And um, I feel like so many guys wrote their perspective on mm. that time and um, I felt like it was time for a woman to do it from her her perspective and uh, I did and it was self-deprecating and honest yeah so which I can't say the same for the guys books yeah. um, so I think that it was well received you know and, and there was that Netflix movie that just came out what a couple months ago yeah yeah, uh, the dirt. Mm-hmm. How was that seeing so much of your life portrayed in a Netflix show? Well, Netflix movie, dare I say? Yes, I was um, completely cut out yeah. of that, yeah. so it wasn't really my life portrayed. Yeah. Um, but Sharice and I both watched it, and we were like, "Hi!" So that's why we started our podcast, and the first episode was called "The Real Dirt." Yeah, and um, yeah, because it was like, "Come on, guys!" Just before we get to podcast stuff, yeah. because that's what's currently, that's a, that's yeah. a current project yeah. in life. You were also on a very hit reality TV show, Ex-Wives of Rock and Roll. Yes. I got that right. Yeah. What was that experience like? That was great. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, you're getting paid to be yourself and hang out with your friends who be, who can beat that. You know what I mean? That's a fucking So awesome. all of you, can we get the names of everyone that was in the show, the cast of ladies? Sharice Neal, um, Susan Blue Dixon, me, and... Um, uh, Athena Kotak. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And uh, are the friendships still standing, or did uh, did reality TV have anything to do with a fallout? No, um, not reality TV uh-huh. per se, because um, we were all still friends after the show ended. But we kind of went our separate ways. We've rekindled our friendships mm-hmm. recently, not with Blue. Blue, she's just. <laughs> She, bless her heart, she's just a fucking bag of nuts. And um, so, yeah, I haven't rekindled with her. But, right. um, but Athena and I have re- retouched. Good. And Sharice and I have always remained friends. Absolutely. So, yeah. Let's get to podcast world. Yeah. Tell okay. us about Sweet and Sour Hour. The Sweet and Sour Hour is exactly that, you know? And I think that I'm probably the sour portion of, mm-hmm. the, of the title. Um, Sharice is always sweet and uh, willing to, you know, make amends and let's come together or whatever. I just pretty much say whatever whatever the fuck 
Absolutely. I think, so at more, all of a, more of a storytelling format, or do you guys break down into any like thematic discussions? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on the day, what's going on, what's happened, what's transpired in the week. We talk about literally everything. I mean, my roommate jumped in on the last one. Is he's a guy, and we were asking him his perspective on sex, yeah, women parts, what they think. Um, it was really good. I mean, we literally talk about whatever. Like, I'll get a DM yeah. while we're sitting there, and I'll be like, Answer "Listen to this up. motherfucker," you know. Totally. So it's just it's just whatever. It's kind of like sitting in a room with your best girlfriends, just yeah. talking about whatever that week. Like, oh my god, and, you're not gonna believe what he said. People love girl talk, and that's what it. Is. No matter how much they. Try Try to resist. They love girl talk. That's Girls know how to dish some shit, right? We dish some shit. Dish, dish some we shit. We dish some shit. Yeah. yeah, we do. What about rock and roll today? You're like the authority. You know, you know, rock boys. You know, rock and roll men. How do you feel about the state of rock and roll today? I mean, it's so weird. There's so many genres of music yes. now. Like it used to be like what four? Yeah, and exactly. Now, exactly. Yeah, now there's like 300, and um, I can't even tolerate even knowing what any of those are. Do they have the sex appeal? Do you feel that there is a sex appeal in music like there was in, in like, say, the glory days that you were a part of? It's not the same. No. Not the same. It's no. totally different. Um, it was a decadent time. It was before the internet. It was like, you know, you got your MTV. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Or you heard your music on the radio. And to be famous or to date a rock star, it was kind of like a big deal. Yeah. Now with the internet and, like, reality TV, everybody's famous for something. They're IG famous. Yeah. They're YouTube famous. They're, you know, they had one show. They're famous. It's like everybody's famous in their own minds, even. Without even really having to put in any footwork, you can just post a couple photos. Thank you. And, and if you're nude, then there you go. You got your followers, you got your, there you are, you're famous. Um, it's a totally different world. Bobby, is sex with a rock and roll star different than sex with a non-rock and roll star? <sighs> I mean, maybe, I guess so. I mean, I, I guess there's something to it, obviously, mm. because they uh, have confidence. It's a right. totally different thing than, I guess it's just the way that you carry yourself. Yeah. I mean, a Marilyn Monroe said the same thing. Like, you know, she would turn her, her Marilyn on or off yeah. and people would either recognize her on the street or they wouldn't Wow. when she turned on or off. So she could walk the streets in a certain way and nobody would recognize her. And then she looked to her friend, she wrote this in her book saying, um, do you want to see me be her? Ooh. And then she would just, you know, straighten up, get a different attitude, Ooh. and then people, oh my God, it's wow. so weird. It's all about, you know, walk the walk and talk the walk. Well, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Like, but but yeah. also that that's someone who is so you know, charged with sex appeal, so yeah. so like uh, um, it, it lit up with it. How right. do you feel about women using sex to get ahead in their careers? Um, it, they have to. Yeah. I do mean, you think there's a safe way to navigate that? Sure. Um, it, it's self-respect. Mm. I mean, when people have asked me about the Me Too thing, I'm like, yeah, it's alive and well. It always has been. Mm -hmm. um, but I never wanted the part that bad. Right. Do you know what I mean? It just depends on you. It's your perspective. And go with your intuition and be, you know, be smart about things. And stay true to yourself, ultimately. Know what, what your limit is with it. Yeah, some people, you know, are cool with whatever. Yeah. And, and to get whatever they want. And that's fine. I'm not judging them. No. You know, but... Um, it's an independent journey. It is. it is. Bobby, it fascinates me that you do stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy is terrifying. Fucking How did you get into that? Um, it was... It's in my new book uh -huh. that I, that's coming out next month. Um, so basically, Cherry on top. Yeah. yeah. It's, I pick up where I left off on the first book <gasps> to now. 
And um, what happened, I fell down the stairs. Oh. This is what starts. And I literally, um, I had black eyes for months and a, you can still see a dent. But the doctor, after I went to the emergency room said, had I, I literally landed head first into a table. <gasps> And then my body, like, that's how I landed down the stairs, yeah. So he said, if I would have hit my head this much further, I would have died instantly. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, what? And then I looked like Elephant Man for like three yeah. months. And I literally was, had one of these moments where I was all, what the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing? The I'm universe smacked 50. you. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be 50, I'm single. I just fell on the fucking stairs. <laughs> I have nobody to call. What am I doing? Like, what wow. is happening? So. I decided to um, to bucket list myself and go, I'm just gonna start doing all this shit oh, that I've man. been afraid to do my whole life that I've always wanted to try. And, and the first thing was stand-up comedy because um, I had been a member of the Groundlings very briefly in my 20s and then I was dating somebody who told me I wasn't funny. Ooh. So guess what I did? Oh, you went and, and did some funny. No, I quit. Oh. <laughs> I quit, I believed him and never pursued comedy. So, you know, cut to 30 years later, I'm like, you know what, fuck guys and yeah. everything that they try and do to hold you back. And I am funny and I'm gonna do this. So I did. Talk about making a leap. Yeah. That's, that can be terrifying. Reinventing yourself at 50 in yeah. Hollywood. It's what the new book's about. <laughs> and, um, and, and being single. And um, you must have so many suitors. I have tons of suitors. However, um, know your number, guys, <laughs> first of all. What the fuck are you thinking? Um, I often wonder, like, what? Like, I feel like porn and um, the internet has made guys stupid. Well, it's made everything very accessible to them and immediate. Yeah, yeah. but really stupid. And I don't have the same, I mean, I'm another generation altogether, obviously, um, in, this, in the dating sex game. And um, what's missing? I think, I real human contact or like getting to know somebody or um, entitlement and expectations are really uh, weird. And I feel like younger girls are su super too easy, way, way too easily accessible. Like, oh yeah, you want a finger bang video? Um, sure. Like here our, it is. I had a girl tell me that um, she fucks the guy she hates <sighs> and doesn't have sex with the ones she likes. I was like, wait a minute. I'm confused because it's the to it was the total opposite yeah. for us back in the day. She's like, oh no, yeah, you don't have sex with guys you like. Those are I was just like that. I don't get it. Yeah, so. I don't understand that either. I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't putting get forth it. that kind of philosophy into life. What do you look for? Um, what excites you? What captures your attention? I mean, somebody who's funny, obviously. Obviously. I mean, comedy. I feel like always overrules looks or yeah. whatever. I mean, if somebody can make you laugh, that's a gift. And if they're good looking as well, that's a plus. What's good looking to you? Um, confidence, yeah. somebody who's sexy, somebody who's not too overweight or short. I was or, gonna say, what part do you look at first? Um, the face, uh -huh. in the, yeah, but personality is huge. What's your relationship with the term MILF like? It's fine. I just did a um, comedy short called uh, MILF Love Story mm. with Stevie Emerson. He's 23, he's gonna be huge, he's blowing up. Um, and I'm the MILF. He asked if I would play yeah. the MILF. I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. I get hit on by more 20 year olds than any other age. Oh my gosh. It's stupid. And I'm what like, are they looking for? What do they want? I, they're all like, hey, so uh, are you really interested in some young dick? I'm like, <laughs> really? I'm never gonna date anybody younger than my daughter and she's 28, so <laughs> no. 
I already did that. Amazing. Yeah, I did. Bobby, what a fascinating life. Where can people find out more about you online? And of course, where can they get the new book? They can get they can pre-order the new book now, yeah. actually on Amazon. And um, it'll be out August 13th. And at Brown Bobby on Instagram and uh, at Bobby Jean Brown across all other social media outlets. Definitely check out the book. It's called Cherry on Top. Thank you so much for making time for me today. Thank you for having me. It was good to see you again. It's so good to see you again. Yeah. From Los Angeles, California, for Naked News, I'm Laura Desiree. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed listening to that. That was an outstanding day in Los Angeles with Bobby. To get in touch with her or purchase Dirty Rocker Boys or her latest book, Cherry on Top, check her out at bobbyjeanbrown.net. And that's B-O-B-B-I-E-J-E-A-N-B-R-O-W-N.net. And of course, if your mind is racing with the thought of what this looks like in video, why not have a look? You can watch it at nakednews.com. Once again, thanks for joining us for Talk Naked, and we'll catch you back here real soon.